This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Settlements have been announced in major long-running legal battles over key ag inputs. Bayer will pay up to $10.9 billion to settle current and future litigation over Roundup. According to the company, the announcement will bring closure to about 75% of the current Roundup litigation, about 125,000 filed and unfiled claims overall. On a call with reporters this afternoon, Bear CEO Werner Brahman says he's glad the litigation is over, but is still a little frustrated that it had to happen. You unfortunately have to pay an awful lot of money for a product that is perfectly well regulated, which can you know, make you quite frankly angry. Uh, and in a way, uh, we are driven by the exposure to the U.S. legal system. But it is what it is. The most important thing is now that we can set course to the future and leave the uncertainty and uh, the litigation behind us because there are much more important things to do for us as a company. Liam Condon heads up the Bayer Crop Sciences Division. He says glyphosate will still be available worldwide. Uh, I can confirm there will be no change in availability of our products um, uh, differentiated by market segments. Um, And the reason behind that is very simple. There's no difference in the safety of the products, whether uh, customers are farmers or whether they're consumers. All the products have been vetted by the uh, responsible regulatory authorities, and in the case in the U.S., EPA. Bayer also announced a $400 million payment in its dicamba litigation, which it expects co-defendant BASF to also contribute toward. Steve Davies has more in his story on agripulse.com. The Senate Agriculture Committee convened its first hearing in months today to consider legislation that would facilitate carbon market trading in the U.S., Senate Ag Committee Ranking Member Debbie Stabenow of Michigan is the lead Democrat on the bill. She says the approach can be bipartisan and win over the support of the Ag Committee. In order to start addressing the climate crisis in agriculture, I believe we need to focus first on voluntary, producer-led, and bipartisan policies that have broad support. The Climate Growing Climate Solutions Act has the support of over 50 farm and environmental groups. Indiana farmer Brent Bible testified at the hearing on behalf of the Environmental Defense Fund. He said a carbon trading market could lead to more conservation in farm country. These practices and uh, initiatives that we reach uh, will not reach a broader uh, farming audience if we can't figure out how to scale up the current rates of adoption and conservation practices. And that's why I like the Growing Climate Solutions Act. It opens the door for farmer participation in a market-based system that rewards farmers for implementing conservation practices on their farms if they choose to do so. By the way, Virginia Democrat Abigail Spanberger and Nebraska Republican Don Bacon say they plan to lead the effort on a companion bill in the House. There's more about the hearing in Phil Brasher's story on agripulse.com. Finally today, a leader of the Federal Communications Commission says the COVID-19 pandemic shines a light on the need for more synergy with federal nutrition programs. Agripulse's Ben Nulli has more. A federal communications commissioner says the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program could help promote the commission's Lifeline phone program. The Lifeline program has provided phone service at a discount for qualifying low-income consumers since 1985, but FCC Commissioner Jeffrey Starks says it's undersubscribed. We know that SNAP applications 
because of food insecurity has skyrocketed during this pandemic. The fact of the matter is that if you are eligible for SNAP, if you are a new SNAP applicant, you are also eligible for Lifeline. And so we at the FCC have to have an MOU in place where if you start to get SNAP benefits, you should also be told that you're eligible for a Lifeline phone, either follow up via an email or direct mailing, something that makes people aware of, of this program. Starks says millions of Americans are struggling right now from COVID-19 and they shouldn't have to knock on each government agency's door to get the help they need. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Americans are awakening to the reality that protecting our food supply is part of our national security. Farm Bureau is proud to stand up for the women and men who work tirelessly to stock America's pantry. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.